Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. That's called being imitators of Christ. God's word is clear. He wants every born again believer to be imitators of him and to live our lives just like Jesus did. Well, since our being imitators of God is clearly God's plan for me and you, then being imitators of Christ ought to be our plan too. We ought to do everything we can do to do what God wants all of us to do. That is be imitators of him like he wants us to do. Each and every one of us who are born again believers should purpose in our hearts to be the kind of believers who do everything we need to do to fulfill God's plan for me and you. We need to live our lives being imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. See, I don't know about you, but I'm addicted to Jesus. I'm so addicted to Jesus. I'm, I mean, I'm cracked out on Jesus. He is, he is the ultimate rock. Is anybody hear me up in here? Shatarabusa. I got to admit, every day, every chance I get, I go off to myself. Open it up. It's already lined up. It ain't white no more. Now nah, it's black and red. Oh, praise God. Jesus, I'm telling you, it's like, <laughs> I'll be like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right I, can, I, can, I can do this now, praise God, and it gives you the strength to be able to live life like you want to. God wants us to become addicted to living life the way Jesus died for me and you to live. He wants us to become addicted to doing it. See, God wants us to be addicted, so we're supposed to be. This is your, the invite say, you addicted to anything? Yeah, Jesus and living out what he intends for me. My whole life is pointed toward what God is about. Everything I'm about is what God's about. If, it, if anything in my life look like it ain't got nothing to do with God, I get rid of it. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I, I, I'm all about God. Praise God. But God wants us living that life too. That was the way that the original Adam was living with, without clothes, but we got clothes. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But the original Adam was living it out that way initially too before he slipped and fell and did something other than what God wanted him to do. Everything he did, he did in obedience to his father. Everything he did, he did it the way he was trained by his father. And then Jesus came, the second Adam, and reconnected us back to the father and said, now I want to put you back in that mode too, whereas you become addicted to doing what God wants you to do. People tell you it don't matter. The devil is a liar. That's a flesh gospel. That's a selfish gospel that's telling you to live things for yourself. That is not what Jesus died for. Jesus died for you to be able to live the, his life. The way he wants you to be able to live it. That's why he went to the great exchange on the cross. When he went and did the great exchange on the cross, he took upon your sinfulness and gave you his righteousness. He took upon your sinfulness but gave you his sinlessness. He took upon your poverty and gave you his riches. He took upon your bad health and gave you divine health. He took upon your life and gave you his life and now you're supposed to live his life out. But see, a lot of us with the great substitution, we turn around still trying to live out our life. 
God said, no, I don't want you living out your life. I want you to live out my life. Paul can testify about it. Paul said, it's no longer me that liveth. It's he that liveth in me. He the hope of glory. And see, a lot of people, once again, think, oh, my God, what do I do if I lose my life? You about to gain life. Because the Bible said when you lose your life, you gain your life. You're going to find out you're going to get rid of that hoopty and get you a Maserati. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. But we're trying to hold on. Hold on. Let it go. Because God said, I got some place for you to go, and that's to move forward into this life I got in store for you. It's a person who's devoted to it. Praise God. That's what we're supposed to do. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now this word walk also translates go. God wants us to go. Go being imitators of him. Just go. God wants us to go and be about his business. Go. God wants us to go and be about his business imitating him. He wants us to go. I mean, don't just sit there. We're supposed to be about it, about it. Are you listening to me? We're supposed to be imitators of him. He, he Jehovah about it, about it. We about it, about it. Praise God. But that word walk also means to be occupied with. To be occupied with. See, if we're going to be occupied with something in our life, and everybody's always occupied with something. If we're going to be occupied with something in our life, be occupied with living a life that God wants us to be able to live. He thought enough of us to be able to die to give it to us. So we ought to begin to start thinking enough of it to be able to live it like he wants us to live. In fact, don't just occupy yourself. Become preoccupied with doing what you want to do. See, preoccupied is being occupied ahead of time. And so we ought to be occupied ahead of time. Come on now. And I don't mind, the Bible says, no, the Bible don't say, but old folk used to say, I don't mind, it's the devil's workshop. You don't talk to some old folk too, praise God, it's the devil's workshop. Yes, it is. And I don't mind is a mind not occupied with something productive. And when a mind isn't occupied with something productive, it'll look for something else to do. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So when you talk to somebody, yo, man, what you doing? I don't know, man, what you doing? What you going to do? I don't know, I ain't no plans. What you going to do? I don't know. That's why I called you. See what you're going to do. I don't know. I don't, what you going to do? I don't know. Let's, let's do something. And then when something stupid come up, the devil say, I got something for y'all to do. And then, and then, a- amen. And then we'd be like, hey, well, you know, it's something. We ain't doing nothing. Let's, let's go and do it. No, see, if your mind would have been preoccupied with doing something you're supposed to do, then you ain't got time for the dumb stuff. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. Pastor, I keep finding myself in dumb stuff. That's because your mind is not preoccupied. Occupy your mind with the Lord. See, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. But the body in which the, the, the devil's workshop abides is a place where Satan's projects reside. A place where devil's workshop abides is a place where Satan's projects reside. We get to doing things we ain't got no business doing because we ain't doing what we're supposed to be doing. I said we get to doing things we ain't got no business doing. I know my English is bad, but my teaching is real good. We get to doing we get to doing things we ain't got no business doing because we ain't doing what we're supposed to be doing. Because if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you ain't got no time to be doing what you ain't supposed to be doing. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But this is what it requires. Let's read and then we get ready to get through. We in we in Ephesians chapter five. At least that's where I'm supposed to be. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 5. It says, and walk in love as Christ also loved us. And here's the key. And have given himself for us as an offering. Have given himself. Now that phrase have given himself means surrendered himself. Yielded himself. That's what we're supposed to do. God wants us to, he shows that in order for us to do this, if we're going to imitate Christ, we have to yield ourselves. Surrender ourselves. See, giving up is what the 
uh, predators or the perpetrators of wrong should do when they're caught. When they're caught, they're supposed to give up. We have you surrounded. Give yourself up. Then they're supposed to come out with their hands up and be like, you got me. <laughs> Lay down on the floor. Praise God. Face down. Put your hands behind your back. Praise God. I watch movies. Hallelujah. <laughs> if they don't give up, if they don't give up, they make themselves prone to further danger, harm, and wrong. And wrong. They make themselves prone to further danger, harm, and sometimes even death. If we don't give up to the life that God wants us to live, then we put ourselves in the crosshairs to be able to receive something we don't want to receive. See, there's some folk up in here today who need to surrender themselves to living their lives like God wants them to live. You've been toe dancing and tiptoeing around the things of God. But God's saying, come on, surrender yourself. Just give yourself up. You've been on the lamb hiding from the opportunity to live the life that God wants you to live. Leave that criminal life that you used to live. God's saying, just give yourself up. Choose God's lifestyle. Turn yourself in. Surrender yourself. Give yourself up. You've been on the lamb hiding from God's calling on your life. There's folk all up in here that's been hiding from God's calling on their life. And they're going to got their mind on everything else other than what God said do. You know what you're supposed to be doing already. You already know. But you're trying to hide out. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I mean, look, look, look. <laughs> just, just surrender yourself. Hallelujah. Turn yourself in. Surrender yourself. Here I am, Lord. You want me to do what you want me to do? Here I am. I'm going to do it. See, some folk up in here today are afraid that if they surrender themselves to the Lord, then they'll be imprisoned by him. Like God going to take you away prisoner some way. No, no, no. Actually, you're already in prison. That's why you can't step forward into what God has in store for you. Excuse me. The blood of Jesus has set me free. All it did was open the jail cell. You decide where you sit. It opened the jail cell. You decide where you sit. And unfortunately, a lot of people are still sitting in jail, even though the door is wide open. God has already opened the door for you to be able to go do what he said do, but you still won't move forward because fear is gripping you. Or scared you're going to miss out on a life. You know, I, got, I'm, I got all this. You ain't got nothing. Quit lying to yourself. You know you're about to receive the life that God has in store for you. Mm-hmm. See, when you surrender yourself is when God sets you totally free. Because you free, you free spiritually now. God's already done that. Now you can actually live out the freedom that he has in store for you. He says you're free to be the you that you, he made you to be. See, God made you to be a specific person. But unfortunately, many of us ain't free to be that person. God said, I'm about to make you free. Because until you surrender yourself in the Lord, you'll never be the person that God made you to be. You'll never accomplish the things that he placed you on this earth to accomplish. You'll never go to the places that God ordained you to get to. You'll never. Why? Because you, he's the one that's got to lead you and guide you. And you need to extend yourself to him and let him do. He sets you free to set other folk free. That's the real reason why God sets you free is to set other folk free. Because it takes a free man to free a man. So get yourself up. So that you can become a free man. Turn yourself in. Give yourself up. And walk in love like God wants you to walk. The word walk, once again, means to continue to move forward in your life and lifestyle. It's talking about continuing to move forward into your life and your life. So somebody say process. process. See, this is a process. This ain't an overnight sensation. Now, spiritually speaking, it happened immediately. The moment you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it happened right there. But from that point forward, it becomes process. Somebody say process. process. God's taking you through a process where you get a chance to be able to take a little bit more off of you. 
Get rid of a little bit more that's all up in you. That's stopping you from being the you that God wants you to be. But this, this ain't to, to move backwards because God ain't into going backwards. It ain't to move laterally, go side to side. He ain't moving side to side. God wants you to move forward. Are you listening to me? Not backslide. Hallelujah. And you need to present yourself unto him as an offering. Now, an offering is that which is sacrificed to atone for sin normally. He said it in that context because the Jews knew what he was talking about. But at the same time, we know that Jesus was our offering. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So, praise God. So, we don't have to go to no cross like he did. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But he did tell you to carry your cross. He did tell you to do that. Pick up your cross and follow me. That's what he said. See, an offering is something that, that dies for us to experience life. Something got to die for this life to be able to manifest. Something got to die. Something or someone has to die for life to manifest. Now, the something is the life that we used to live. That's less than the life that God wants to give. The something is the life that we used to live. All of us got comfortable in that life, satisfied with that life. God said, I got more life waiting on you. M-O, apostrophe, more life waiting on you. But we got to give up the one to get the other. You got to give up the one to get the other. Hallelujah. I said, you got to give up the one to get the other. Now, this ain't no let's make a deal. Whereas if you give, you give up what you got and then open up the door, you got a booby prize. No, this ain't, this ain't how this one works. God's always going to give you better. Always going to give you better. He took upon our raggedy righteousness and gave us his holy righteousness. It's better. He took upon our bad health and gave us divine health. It's better. He took upon our poverty and then made us financially free. That's better. Everything about God is better. Everything about God is higher. He said, my ways are not your ways, neither are my thoughts. Your thoughts save the Lord. But my thoughts are as high above yours as the heaven is from the earth. But God said, I'm about to make your thoughts match my thoughts, though. Praise God so that you can be able to live like heaven on earth. But in order to step into that, you got to be the light that lives up this thing right like he wants you to. So you're going to have to offer something. The something is the life that we used to live. That's less than the life that God wants us to live. And the someone is me and you. To trying to hold on to being the old me and you. See, God wants to get rid of the old me and you. He wants us to live out this thing like he wants us to do. Now, we ought to do what we need to do in order for that to happen. Colossians chapter 3. Praise God. Colossians chapter 3. See, the new man that we are and are supposed to conduct ourselves like comes into being by us renewing ourselves in the knowledge of him that created us. By renewing ourselves in the knowledge of him that created us. Chapter 3 verse 1, it says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. And set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth. Why? For ye are dead, and your life is now hid with Christ. Drop down to verse 10. Now that that we're dead and our life is hid with Christ, he said, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. See, our knowledge of God, the more we know about God, the more we know about who Jesus is, the more we know about the one that created us, it gives us opportunity to find out more about who we are. Because remember, we're created in his image and likeness. Jesus is in the image of the Father. Praise God. That's the likeness of the Father. Well, we're supposed to be in the image of Jesus. But the more we learn about him, the more we'll get a chance to be like him. That's why it's so important for us to read this word, study this word. That's why I'm walking you through the word to be able to show you these things. Because I understand what this word is. 
Turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'll show you who, what this word really is. Now, this is the last verse I'm going to use. Where is God? 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. That don't mean unhooked, though. Keep listening. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. See, as we continue to look upon the glory of Jesus Christ, we'll be changed into his image. The more we look at who he is and understand what he is, what he's about, we'll be changed into his image. That's one of the things that makes this book so magnificent. Because this book is more than just a book. It transforms you into the you that God intends for you to be. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, let's read verse 18. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. It says, but we all with open face, that's an unveiled face, where Satan has put a veil over us to be able to make sure we don't see things clearly like we're supposed to. So we don't see the, the light of the glorious gospel like we ought to. But once we get unveiled, praise God, the veil has been taken away so we can see and clearly hear what God has to say. It says, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Notice that when we behold the glory of the Lord in the glass, now that word glass is talking about a mirror. It's talking about a mirror. In such a way as when we look in this Bible, come on, Uno, VBS, this word of God is a mirror. In fact, it's a two-sided mirror. That when you look into the mirror, you get a chance to see who you are presently and who you ought to be presently. Who you are presently and who you ought to be presently. Could you imagine if we looked into a mirror right now, praise God, and we saw us as we are right now? Kind of, you know, hefty, hefty, hefty. (laughs) But then we looked over in the second side of the mirror and it shows us cut, trimmed, living in him. That's what that word of God does. Shows you who you are presently in the natural. Who you are presently in the spirit. So that you can see yourself and make a decision which one you want to be. In this one, you get a chance to see that things aren't the way they're supposed to be. That's why the very first thing that the word of God does is show you who you are to allow you to see you ain't who you're supposed to be. That's why don't you listen to no lying teacher that tells you that you ain't nobody's supposed to bring up to you what you've done or what you're doing and none of that kind of foolishness. The devil is a liar. The Bible teaches us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that the word all, all scripture is profitable for doctrine. And it tells you the order of what doctrine does right afterwards. It says for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that we might be the perfect man. Praise God. First thing it says is reproof. Reproof is is to show you you're wrong. Because how can you decide to become right until you know you're wrong? And until you know you're wrong, you'll never receive the correction that comes after that. Because after you see you're leaning, then God will stand you up straight right after that and show you what it is. That's what this mirror does. It shows you you. Come on. Lumps, bumps, warts, and all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How you're wearing something that you shouldn't be wearing at all. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But then you look over here and see who you're supposed to be. And find out, according to the book of 1 John, that that's who you actually are already spiritually. And then it'll transform you. Woo! See, you look in a mirror, normal mirror, you look into it to be able to see what you got to do. But when you look in this mirror, you look and see what God has done for you. That this is what he has done for you. Now, you just have to accept what he has done and then be who it is that he wants you to be. This mirror transforms you. The other one shows you what you need to do. This one shows you what's already been done for you. 
Now the question is, is will you prove the good and acceptable and perfect will of God? The word prove in the literal Greek translates approve, which means will you say yes to the new you or will you continue to be the old you? But see, God wants you to take off the old you, put on the new you so that you can be able to walk in this thing like he wants you to. God has already made you all of this. Now the question is, is will you accept that this is you? Is this making sense to anybody up in here? See, as we continue to look upon the glory of Jesus, then we'll be changed into his image. That word change right there means metamorphosize. It means to transform. Well, God will transform you. Transform just like a, a caterpillar transform into a beautiful butterfly. As a caterpillar is walking around and crawling around and inching around on the ground, all fuzzy looking, looking crazy. Praise God. Nice colors, praise God, but it's in danger. It can get ran over, it can get ate up, it can get jacked up. It's all in danger. Can't get very far. It's trying hard and going through a lot, but it can't get very far. Praise God, because it could only do so much, you know, when it's doing that little caterpillar thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. But it'll go someplace and separate itself off and allow a metamorphosis to occur. Get in the middle of a cocoon. This is your cocoon. So if you get all up in the middle of this like you're supposed to, it will begin to transform you. After a certain period of time, I can't tell you the time, but after a certain period of time, that cocoon, that cocoon will open up and you'll see caterpillar no more. Now you see a beautiful butterfly, poplion, flying higher than it ever did before, traveling distances that it couldn't travel before. Before it could only inch itself away. Now I can fly and get there in moments that it would took years to be able to do before. God wants to transform your life where you can fly higher, go places you couldn't go before, do things that you didn't do before, look more beautiful than you ever did before. God wants to transform your life, but he's got to do it by keeping on looking at this word and seeing what this word says about you so that you can begin to understand who is the new you so you can quit acting like the old you and step up and be the new you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things are of God. See, you are of God now, baby. You ain't of the world. You are of God now. You ain't that old girl. You of God now. You ain't that dude you used to be. You the dude that's been set free. You not the one that's living in defeat. You the one living in victory. But you got to find out who you are so that you can begin to start living like you are. God is raising up a people who know who they are, who know who they are, know what God want them to do, and is willing to step up and do what he tell them to do. God's raising up a children of light that's ready to fight the good fight and be able to come on and do this thing like he want us to do and live this thing out like he wants to do. The more we look at who Jesus is as a person, the more we'll be changed into the image of that person. The more we change into the image of that person that he is, the more godlike we'll become. Godlike we'll become, just like he intended for me and you initially. Because when he created everything else, he made it in their and in, in after their kind. But when he made me and you, he made us after his kind. The problem is, is that when man fell and was on his way to hell. Man started acting like every other thing around except God. Now that we boned again, on our way to heaven and glad about it. What a mighty burning fire. <laughs> Holy Ghost filled, revelation revealed. Now it's time to learn who we are and step into who we're supposed to be. Because there's some other folk that God wants to set free and he wants to send and use you and me.
We'll stop right there for today. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blissful with the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're learning that God really does desire for us to be imitators of Him. I hope that you're seeing that this desire for us to be like God is real and should be our desire too, being more and more like the God who loves and saved me and you. Now, I don't know about you, but I plan to do everything I can do to do what it is that God wants me to do, that is to imitate Him and be as much as Him as like I can be. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. Don't forget, Are You Ready for the Word? is on YouTube, too. There's all kinds of messages there for you to hear and see on demand that'll flat-out bless you. And when you get the chance, check out our website, too. It's at WOFSA.com. That's the first letters of Word of Faith San Antonio. That's WOFSA.com. You'll be blessed there too, I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.